What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 17 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we are here to talk about the Total Wolf Grand Prix. Total Wolf Grand Prix. Yes, for those who don't know, Total Wolf is Austrian. Yes. A lot of people think he's German. Yeah. That is not true. Yeah, not true. That's uh, We'll debunk that right there. It is the Austrian Grand Prix, also known as the Styrian Grand Prix. Um, after some research minutes before recording this, um, we because I, I have wondered why they call it the Styrian Grand Prix, because in Spielberg, Austria, it's because um, I guess Spielberg is located in the province of Styria in Austria. So if you hear that on the broadcast this weekend, that's why. It's just... also it's also the Red Bull Ring. Yes. As more commonly known, it's the Red Bull Red Bull Ring. Red Bull's home race this weekend is what yeah. it is, is what yeah. they call it. So it's also a sprint. But we'll get to that after including our predictions. Before we jump into anything track related, I just feel like we need to address for us it's an elephant in the room. For listeners it might not be, but we pissed some people off last week. I pissed some people off last week. <laughs> And I am, like, our listeners know that I am, like, the hot take queen here. Like, the, but I didn't really think I was giving a hot take I don't when think I said it was what a I hot said. Take. I want to say one thing off the hop. I am a fan of Oscar Piastri, but I do not claim being part of that, the fan base. That, I, I'm not interested in being part of what I experienced this week. No. Um, I will never be so blindly loyal to someone to the point where I am we were getting threats yeah getting threats making getting made fun of everything that we've worked for and this goes back to like when we talk about misogyny in motorsports world everything that we've worked for so far just like totally people were undervaluing like we went backwards into like these girls are just talking about motorsport they don't know what the fuck they're talking about um, who listens to them? Just like what a t- total step backwards for females. And it was because we, in our last episode, we talked about Oscar Piastri. Oh, you know how I call him Oscar Pastry? People are hating us because of that. And I was like, it's a joke, first of all. <laughs> Have a sense of humor. I'm not being mean. It's because I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's also, there's a literal clip on our TikTok of Emma's brain breaking when she's trying to say Piastri and it just comes out pastry. And that's what we're just going to run with. Like, Maybe I'm dyslexic. Don't make me feel bad about it. Right. <laughs> but you know, I need to get tested for that genuinely. But <laughs> but we talked about how Oscar left Alpine to go race at McLaren. And no, he did not have a contract with Alpine. But we just talked about how the principle of things was kind of shady. How they did invest a lot of time and money in him. And he went and, and left. And that's it. That's all. And that's all anyone really knows. None of us were in the room when these contracts were signed. None Mm -hmm. of us really know what happened. As people who have an outside perspective, we can say, we like Oscar Piastri as a driver. What he did was shady. And that's Mm -hmm. our opinion. Mm -hmm. And we know that many people do not agree with all of our opinions. Like, Mm -hmm. it is very rare to find someone who is like, 100%, I agree with what uh, Hannah and Emma are saying. I don't even agree with what Hannah's saying at the time. And she doesn't agree with me when I talk about Lance Stroll. But that's fine. And that's fine. And we can have that space where we can debate things. And we can chat about, like, who we like. But when it's blind loyalty, like we experienced this week, where no one was looking at at an alternate perspective, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. So our video blew up in a not-so-good way. And we deleted it because we know when to pick our battles. This was not one of them. Right. However, on Twitter, it's still circulated. And we don't have Twitter, which is the funniest part, because people were tagging at Track Talk Pod on Twitter. And I'm like, who are you tagging? Who are you tagging? I know. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> this whatever account track talk pod on Twitter is just probably probably like, what the hell did I do? Like, <laughs> I feel bad about that. I feel bad for that. But yeah, so it was just honestly, it was it was cyberbullying. It was threats. It was 
complete crazy fan behavior and that's the kind of fan behavior that just tarnishes the fan like the fan base for yeah. f1 yeah because you are you're saying that you will go and you need a gun to protect oscar piastri when someone doesn't like him or when someone bad mouths him like that is crazy first of all take a step back like we didn't say anything hateful or malicious no. or rude in we, fact the purpose of the video was me saying i am now a fan of him honestly which is so funny that's the funniest part of it all is when i started this podcast and i don't like those people probably listening back to like old episodes are like oh my god we like they probably genuinely hated everything we said before because we did not like him yeah emma's still unsure Mm-mm. i am now an oscar piastri fan i am not part of his fan base like i said i want to make that very clear i will never have that blind loyalty that a lot of you seem to have but i'm now a fan of him because i've seen his personality when we talk about like teams turning their drivers into brands i've seen his personality more so that makes me like him more He's performing in a car that shouldn't be performing. That makes me like him more. He's a good teammate to Lando, who I'm a huge fan of. So really, what am I, like, I have no reason not to like him anymore. Now, that being said, in that video, I said, I'm going to watch my back. It's a joke. A joke. What is Oscar going to do to me? Nothing. He doesn't even know I exist. No. (laughs) (laughs) When I say I'm going to watch my back because he's being shady, I'm literally just like joking, but also bringing light to the fact that if Things happened the way they were portrayed on Drive to Survive. And that is a huge if because we do not know. None of us know. Also, neither do you. Lots of you don't know either. Then that's shady. Now, I'm not saying that Oscar is a villain at all. Uh -uh. Literally at all. But I am saying as someone who hadn't followed his growth in motorsport from F2 or from F3 to F2 to F1, I don't know a whole lot about him. So my introduction to him was Drive to Survive, which was not a great introduction to him. But then we go on further on in that podcast to say how he was painted as a villain, and that's not his fault. So if you think it's okay to go on social media and bash content creators for not sharing your opinion, like they were awful. Just the comments that we got were just awful. They were scary. Like Oscar Piastri is what, like 21, 22? Yeah. Like he's young. So they feel this need to like protect him. Yeah. I'm so with you. And we had, uh, like, there's a follower of ours that has been, like, with us since day one. And she reached out to me and was like, hey, just want to make sure you guys are doing okay. Which, first of all, thank you there's to anyone people, who reached out. A few people that did that. So, yeah. thank you so much. Um, We're good. Like, yeah. genuinely, like, super unbothered. I am, like, a really dedicated student. And, like, Emma might have been looking at Twitter. I was not looking at Twitter. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she reached out to me and she said, just remember that you're fighting a losing battle with, like, 15, 16-year-olds right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I needed to hear that because that's just genuinely the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not giving any more attention or brain power to this. So like I said at the top of this, I am now an Oscar Piastri fan. And just me saying that probably makes them really mad. And that's totally okay with me. <laughs> but I am not part of this fan base with this blind loyalty and this need to protect Oscar at all costs. Nah, I'm out. That's crazy. We can move on now. Do you want to give us an update on your Lance Stroll tattoo? Yeah. So clearly I didn't get one because I was expecting a podium from him in Canada. That didn't happen. We're still like four races away from silly season. Yes. So I still have faith that Lance can get that podium. I know I put a little, I was like, we'll do an update in our notes. And I think I might extend it to the entire season. (laughs) Okay. She really wants a tattoo. (laughs) Girl, just get the tattoo. (laughs) I think I will extend it to the entire season. If he gets one podium, I will get a tattoo. Okay. That's it. That's the update. All right, great. Moving on. 
Um, moving on just really quickly has nothing to do with, I mean, I don't want to say nothing to do with formula one, but you've probably seen a lot online about the Goodwood festival of speed. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay. We'll quickly explain it for you. It's quite literally just like a motorsports festival. There's no races. There's nothing that like is for points. There'll be drivers like retired drivers, Sebastian Vettel's making an appearance, um, drivers that make an appearance to show old cars, historic cars. They'll participate in like fun events, mm-hmm. like fun races, mm-hmm. nothing that actually matters for different like FIA competitions. So there's like this a hill climb. I don't really know what that is, but the Goodwood Festival of Speed is always planned out in between Formula One weekends. So they do it with the intention of creating another motorsport event for Formula One fans to go mm-hmm. and it's much more attainable to visit, a mm-hmm. lot cheaper to visit. You still have the opportunity to see Formula One cars, potentially Formula One drivers, mm-hmm. but there's no Formula One race. So it's just it's just a fun little motorsport festival. It's literally the only way you can explain it. And I know Lando's making an appearance. Both William drivers are making an appearance. So that Sebastian Vettel is driving something, not too sure what, but he is. So that's the Goodwood Festival of Speed, just to catch you up. It's not a race. If you're new to F1, not a race. You're not missing anything. It's not really heavily broadcasted, but it is just something that exists in the world of motorsport. Cool. I would love to go to that. I would love that to go. That does sound cool. It takes place in the UK somewhere though, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, which you might end up living there one day. So maybe we can go. Maybe. Hopefully. Manifesting. Manifesting. You know who's manifesting? Danny Rick. Oh, yeah. Okay, but is he manifesting or does he just know something that we don't know? Yeah. So last week we talked about the potential of Danny Rick coming back because he like teased something on the grandstand with Will Arnett saying like, when I come back or when I'm Mm -hmm. in the car next year. And now there's talks about him actually coming back and racing with AlphaTauri. Yeah. And I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. Like, there's a lot of mixed feelings mm-hmm. about that. We did talk about this when we originally talked about the whole Nick DeVries probation race. We did say, like, because Helmut Marcos had come out and said, like, Danny is not, at that point, Danny was not being um, considered for that spot. Mm-hmm. We had said, like, we don't want Danny to undervalue himself. He could do better. Like, he could he could have a better car. It's the worst car on the grid. It's literally the worst car on the grid right now. They have scored two points. Yeah. Um, it's absolute shit. Do I want to see a Yuki Daniel team partnership yes um, yeah absolutely but i think but. him going back to avatari is the only way he could finish his career at red bull yes. and that is something he wants to do is yeah. finish his career with red bull mm-hmm. i feel like nick could still succeed with avatari like it, we're still pretty early on into the season we're not halfway yet i think helmet is looking for a possibility of bringing daniel back in mm-hmm. and they're going to be watching his performances at the tire like at the tire testing that mm-hmm. they do in silverstone at the free practices just because they don't know how danny drives you well know? it's been he, a long time since he's been in a red bull exactly so, yeah. and so they can't just say yeah we'll give him that that extra seat like yeah. they can't guarantee that so they need to have him in these test sessions to see if he could potentially be a better teammate for max yeah. or for yuki yeah i was kind of going earlier like we had said at that point we didn't want him to undervalue himself but if this is the step that he has to take to get eventually get into a red bull we're here for it mm-hmm. as danny rick fans just seeing him on the grid in any car we're happy with just him on the grid. We're happy just him with. on the grid, like seriously. <laughs> just there, and I think that there's just a lot of conversation around this right now, just because of how poorly Checo is performing, and like there's been things said in the media too about like whether he'll continue on with the team. And I think Helmut Marco literally this week said we had only really expected two to three years out of Sergio, and he knew that. So you know, we'll just like keep monitoring the situation. We would love to see Danny. Yeah. 
back and in it's Atari. it's common for drivers to take like some time off fernando retired fernando retired and then came back yeah, we did. saw alex alban after his mm-hmm. red bull Atari stunt took some time off mm-hmm. and now is at williams um, esteban ocon lost his seat and was a reserve driver i think for mercedes yeah. and now he's with alpine yeah. like you do see these drivers take time off and then come back and they are better than they were before mm-hmm. I hope that's the case with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know. Because there's also, there's question of, like, are they going to terminate Checo's contract mm-hmm. to get him in the seat earlier? Mm-hmm. And you can't jump to those speculations yet because we have not seen Daniel in a Red Bull. Totally, yeah. Like, we, we don't know how he's going to perform. And so, yes, we know he's a good driver, but, like, you can only, you can only gather so much data from, like, the, the sim, you know? Yes, yeah. So... Yeah. Especially because the last three years, three, four years of Danny's F1 career really weren't anything to write home about. Like, his performance at McLaren was less than spectacular. And at Renault, it was okay for a little while, and then it wasn't. So I think that that's working against him too. He unfortunately has a lot to prove, and unfortunately, Red Bull is the best team on the grid right now. They're not just going to hand so over So they're not just, exactly. They're not going to hand a spot to Danny just because, you know, there's this loyalty to him or whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. they still have to compete for constructors and to make sure it's the right teammate for Max. Yeah. We talked about it last week, how it was, honestly, it was a clip that we didn't expect to go viral. It was a two-second part of our conversation, but we said that Max and Checo have the same car. What's Checo doing? Yeah. And then we got a lot of comments about that saying... First of all, some people were saying it's not the same car, and mm-hmm. then other people were saying it is the same car, but it's geared towards Max. Right. Which none of us work for the FIA. Mm-hmm. None of us, I'm pretty sure none of our listeners work for Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't debunk that. We mm-hmm. can't debunk any of that. So what we do know is that at the start of the season, the Red Bull itself was built with it, it had understeer, and that was more Checo's way of driving. Mm-hmm. Checo prefers understeer. Max prefers oversteer. And so at the start of the season, it was definitely catered towards Checo's driving style, whether that was intentional or not. Last year, we know that the car, for the most part, at least for like half the season, was geared towards a pretty neutral way of driving, if not more geared towards Checo. And then towards the last half of the season, after the upgrades, after like the the fixes, the updates, it was more geared towards Max. But we still saw Checo had, he was still matching Max. He was still competing at that same level, still performing very close to that same level, despite that car being more geared towards Max. And so now at the start of this year, yes, like preseason testing, it was more geared towards Checo. And now that we see the upgrades coming through, it's more geared towards Max. But Checo had already had to learn how to drive to Max's driving style before. Like this is not new. He's been with Red Bull. He's been Max's teammate for so long. We know that these cars, they are built in a way to cater one driver over the other. And we know that right now that driver is Max. Checo knows that driver is Max and Checo has had to change his driving style to match Max's. No, it's not easy, but, and like, that's why we've seen like Pierre Gasly, Alex Alvin, like they struggled for sure. But Checo has been with the team again for so long that he's kind of adapted. And so now that he has adapted and he's falling back, that's where our question comes from. Like, what is he doing? Because he he seems to know what he's doing or he did seem to know what he was doing and now he doesn't. I'm just, um, I had seen, and I don't want to give any like press to this podcast really, but um, I might have to here. But Callum Nicholas, who is like one of the head engineers at Red Bull Racing, if you 
like you've seen the face for sure because he's always on TV when you show the Red Bull garage. He went on the Pit Stop Boys podcast and I haven't listened to it, but a clip came up on my TikTok and it was his insight kind of on the like team dynamic and the car was really interesting. So I think I'm going to make that my own homework is like to listen to this podcast, listen to what he has to say, like from an engineer's perspective and see if he answers any of those kind of topics that we just brought up about like, is the car different, the same modifications, anything like that. Like, and they're not going to come out and say like, yes, this is specifically what we do because I mean, at the end of the day, they're trying to win a constructors and a world championship and you can't give away all your secrets. But I'm just wondering if he had, you know, mentioned anything um, specific to, or like generalizations about the car. So I'm going to listen to that next week and maybe we can revisit this. Okay. Yeah. Because again, we don't know, we only know what's being like brought public and like what other news articles are saying. So I could be completely wrong. This is just information that I have gathered. And it does seem that the car, yes, is geared towards Max. But Checo has had to deal with that for so long. How come he's struggling now? Right. That's exactly it. That is the question of the day. Yeah. You know, but also speaking of Red Bull, their future is uncertain because we know aerodynamicist Adrian Newey, he still works for Red Bull. He hasn't quit, but he's hinted at retiring interesting i didn't know any of that he's hinted at retiring and there's also been like hints towards him and christian horner kind of battling heads at some points his contract with the team has been it's still there it's not like it's like expired or they've what's the word like terminated um, terminated they haven't terminated it but he has made comments about him eventually his career coming to an end and we don't know when that is but he is obviously a huge player in red bull's car you yeah. know lead aerodynamicist that's a huge part yeah and then also this is not news rob marshall moving to mclaren yeah, at the I end of this. this year yeah yeah so he's the technical director of engineering and design and he has now signed a contract with mclaren so his last year with red bull after i think 16 years he's now going to mclaren so that just goes to question like what does the future for red bull look like yeah. if they're they could potentially they're definitely losing one but potentially two key players mm-hmm. and maybe getting rid of Checo. Like, you know, the future for Red Bull is just so uncertain. Yeah. I think this is good for the sport, at least a little bit. Like we've talked about like dynasties and how it's tough to watch a dynasty team. Mm And when you know this year, I actually saw a Twitter account um, that is... So you didn't use Twitter. I (laughs) use personal Twitter, just like news, local news, hockey news, you Mm -hmm. know, that type of stuff. But I don't post on twitter anyways i saw this account that showed up on my new like twitter for you page which is weird it's like yeah that's weird and it was they're actually keeping track of world championship standings like without max it's literally like 2023 wdc um standings and there's an asterisk it's like without max for stopping so like they talk about like second place podiums as if they're like a win so last week they're like fernando won his second race of the year and i was like wait fernando didn't win and then i'm like oh my god like this is actually kind of fun so yeah when we talk about dynasties and how they can get boring like i'm kind of bored with max win- and max is bored we said this max too. is bored like i'm bored watching like max win every race but this twitter account is like single-handedly making me more excited because i'm like oh my gosh fernando won this week like Oh my gosh, does that mean Lance had a podium last week? Like Emma's going to try to find a loophole now and get, and get a tattoo. But knowing that there could be some shakeups in Red Bull, um, yeah. maybe makes the sport a little bit more interesting in the mm-hmm. coming years, um, especially if these 
And yes, you probably have to sign non-disclosure agreements moving from one team to another, but like you're still super smart. <laughs> Either yeah. way, as an aerodynamicist, I know he's not moving, but as a technical director of engineering, like you know what you're freaking doing and you clearly do because you've had this winning car. So maybe we are having a little bit of a shakeup. I'm excited. And I'm you, very excited. And you said last week about how McLaren has the means, the money, the support to like have a winning team, Yeah. you know, is, is what's his name? Like Rob Marshall. Is yeah. he going to be like a key part in that? Right. They like honestly just need like, a little bit of tweaking and they'll be yeah. again fighting for like third and fourth in in constructors yeah which is huge speaking of the future of teams i touched on this on our tiktok but the news is circulating of ryan reynolds buying part of alpine yeah and i, I, I want it's like to 24 percent stake yeah so i want to talk about it a bit because a lot of people just say just see the f1 posts that say ryan reynolds to invest in alpine that is true but he is part of an investors group yeah. that also includes Rob McElhaney and Michael B. Jordan. Is yes, part of that yeah, investors Michael group. B. Jordan. Too. I actually didn't know he was involved in this group. Um, the same group actually tried to buy the Ottawa Senators a few months back, the NHL hockey team. So I, because we know that that's also something I'm interested in, I was kind of following that whole saga. No. And they didn't, that yeah. didn't go how they wanted it to go. Um, and I didn't know Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. was involved till this news came yeah. out. So. so he's in that investors group and they have 24% of the shares. Which is incredible, but yeah. I think people are just focusing on the fact that it's Ryan Reynolds. And, yeah. like, he's, like, the name, the face behind it. That doesn't mean they own Alpine. Yeah. However, if people are comparing this to the football team that they had purchased, so Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney purchased a football team in Wales in 2020 and completely rebuilt that team and just, like, revived them, brought them back to life, made them, like, a winning team. They broke records. They're insane right now. And a part of that included a docuseries. It's Welcome. like a real life Ted Lasso. Well, that's what I said <laughs> in our TikTok. I was like, think Ted Lasso. Like this yeah. man has, these men have no right to come in here, buy a team and, and run it. Yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. And I haven't actually seen Ted Lasso, but I know the premise. It's great. You should watch it. It's on my list. I need to finish watching um, Yellow Jackets. Oh, I finished that too. Yeah. How do you have time for this when you don't have time for anything else? Because when I work and I do stock, oh, you just all I do is watch TV. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Think Ted Lasso. Like... These people with no experience buying a football team, bought a football team, did amazing things with it. They also have, this team has like worldwide support because of this docu-series, because of the the media attention that they brought to it, because mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds' name is attached yeah. to it. And so they are owners of that team. They are not owners of Alpine or this investment group. They yeah. are part of that investment group. So they purchased 24% of Alpine. However, they do still have, like, some of a say in mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Not, like, in what actually happens, but they do have a say They're in, like, the board. where... Yeah, exactly. So they, they do have a say in what direction they want to go. And I think that knowing the success that they brought to Wrexham, I think that something similar could happen with Alpine. Like, more... Not saying that their media presence isn't good, but more... Potentially more of it. More sponsors, more partners that this could bring in because, you know, the same thing happened with that football team is, you know, once they got that global awareness, people wanted in. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney could do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with my hands a lot. I feel like I'm max explaining. That's what he does. He always talks. Does to he? Yes. I've never noticed he, that. Oh my god, max explaining is such a thing. Oh my gosh, he, I'm missing out. If he if he's ever like talking to other drivers, yeah. he always look you know like mansplaining, yeah, but yeah. max explaining. I love that. And he always talk with his hands and like, and I just feel like I'm doing that right now. Okay. Anyway, people are like speculating that we could see a similar docu series. I don't know if that's going to be the case because of Liberty Media. Yeah. I don't think they're going to want to compete for another docu series, yeah. but you know. 
Ryan Reynolds is a character and he is also a businessman and he is very, very, very smart. What he had aviation gin. I was literally just going to say. I know he sold it, but like he sold it for like $600 million. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to make the right investments. And I think him investing in Alpine is smart for him and Mm -hmm. smart for Alpine's future. Yeah. I'm so with you. I was going to touch on that if you didn't, but Ryan Reynolds, people know him as the actor. He really has removed himself from the acting scene like quite a bit yeah. in the past few years. He's a like, businessman. He's a businessman and he's a very successful one at that. Aviation Gin is a huge success story. I think he put like 80 million into it and sold it for like 600, like mm-hmm. Emma said. It's actually crazy. Um, so yes, people see the name Ryan Reynolds and they're like, oh my gosh, actor. Oh my no. gosh, Deadpool. Right. And, and, and people are making jokes like, oh, we're going to have like a Deadpool livery or we're going to see a cameo right. from Pierre and Esteban. Like, yeah, that's so fun and so funny to think about, but this is a genius business yeah, move. Yeah. Like, let's talk about how Ryan Reynolds and this investment group are, this is so good for them and so good for the team. That yeah. is like what I'm focused on. Yeah. Would I love to see a Deadpool livery? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Wouldn't that be so funny? That'd be so funny, but that's, I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. I'm excited to see what comes from this. Also, I'm a little upset that it's just like Ryan Reynolds' face that's being shown around. Like, it, he's part of an investment group with, many other Hollywood actors, A-listers. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that is part of Liberty Media's cling to, you know, how, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like they're clinging to what's already popular. And it's like, it's another it's another way for them to like bring in more viewers, more attention. It's like, who knows who Rob McElhaney, like, unless you watched um, It's Always Sunny in Always Philadelphia, Sunny Philadelphia yeah. which I didn't, but I know a few of my friends did. But everyone knows who Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah. So that's why they're showing his face. Because it's like they want to get his it's name It's strategic. Out there. But it it's is. fine. I mean, if if yeah. if that's what they need to bring a younger audience, like, it's just, like, another form of marketing. And mm-hmm. I respect that because I'm here for any new young fans to come into Formula One, as long as you're not mean. As long um, as you're not mean. Let's just make that very clear. As um, long as you're not mean. Yeah. But also love Ryan Reynolds. I mean, yeah. he's Canadian. He's, yes, our Canadian king. Can we get a Canadian driver on the grid because of this? Do you think? A better one? Hey. <laughs> don't don't shit talk Lance. I love him. Uh, Alpine is just in their like reputation era right now. Mm-hmm. They somehow, some way, formulated their team to have two French drivers, French team, French um colors. Yeah. <laughs> like they are just like living their absolute dream right now and then having like this huge investment group come in and give them even more of a fighting chance right yeah. i think it's just like it's a great time to be an alpine fan and we have one i'm a follower who is like the biggest esteban Ocon fan yes and i'm sure she's really excited about this news yeah probably yeah because it's just it, hopefully it just brings good things for alpine yeah and i mean i like alpine i like pierre at alpine not a huge sd fan yeah nothing against him just nothing not a huge against fan. him um i will say uh, while we're on the topic of esteban you know, it's been long speculated that him and Elena are no longer together. Correct. They're just no longer together. Like, the, no one not. has no one has confirmed it, but, like, They're not he's together. in love with Mick Schumacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those photos of Esteban and Mick just on vacation together. Also, I feel like I have to preface that by saying I'm totally joking. They are, like, the best of friends, and I'm so here for it. <laughs> oh, you know what? No. We're going to just backtrack real fast. Don't speculate about a driver's sexuality. Yeah. Oh, this, is this happening? This is happening everywhere. And oh. it might be because it's Pride Month. Okay. And people are like, like, this okay. proves that this driver is part of the LGBTQ plus community. Right. Proof that this driver is bisexual. Don't do that. To like, anybody. To let's anyone. Start, yeah. To, to a driver, to a friend, to an acquaintance, to a stranger. Yeah. Never speculate. It's dangerous and it's just not nice. 
well, as Hannah said, as a joke, how he he's in love with Mick Schumacher, it's a joke. Like, you, there's a clear difference between us making jokes and, like, us actually being, like, they're dating. They're like, dating. No. They're, no, they're best friends. <laughs> they're best friends. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out there because I've seen way too much of it recently. Yeah. And it can really damage someone's mental health. Yeah, totally with you. Um, The reason that I say that is because last year also Esteban and Mick were like, well, Esteban was gifted a trip to go and see the Avengers campus in California, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And instead of bringing Elena, they were for sure dating last summer. He brought Mick Schumacher he with brought him. Mick so Schumacher. it's just like this like friendship romance that's going on is like a weird highlight of my F1 experience right now. Well, Lance, Lance and Esteban are also friends. Hey, that's weird. No, because they speak, they both like speak French. Oh, okay. And so... Has Lance ever given an interview in French? Yeah. At his home races, definitely when they still raced in France, he gave French interviews because like French is his first language. He's he's Quebecois. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him and, him and Esteban are friends and there's this clip that's, it circulates every once in a while, but like Lance is in the media pen and he, and like Esteban comes up and says something to him and the interview is like, what was that about? And Lance is like, we're friends. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> the funniest interview. These drivers are friends. And I just feel like a lot of us forget that. Yeah. Um, you know who wasn't friends at one point? Who? Um, Pierre and Esteban. Yeah. We and, touched on this a little bit. But I have... Okay. The, my commitment to our two followers that messaged me this is that I'm going to do as much research as I can during silly season where I'm putting this off till silly season because we're going to have nothing to talk about. But I had two, two gals reach out to me and we're like, hey... We need to know the tea. And I think it's so funny how people reach out to us and they're like, you guys must know. It's like, I'm going to do the research that yeah. you totally could do on your own, but I'm going to do it for you anyways. So um, putting a pin in this, but mm-hmm. I'm totally revisiting this during silly season. I'm going to try to find everything I can to find out why those two had a rivalry for a while. Um, you know what? Yeah. Esteban in general, I've looked into his history as a driver. It's insane. So I like, I just feel like we should have an episode just dedicated to Esteban. Okay. Maybe like him and another driver. Him well, and Pierre. It could it'll bring in everything though. It'll be like yeah. like Esteban's fighting with Max. Esteban's like doing all these things. So yeah, I mean, there's for a it. lot. We'll, we'll look it. into Esteban's history for you guys. Don't worry. Maybe this. No, no. You guys can tell us if this is completely something you don't want. But maybe during silly season. I don't know. Because there's twenty drivers. Where are you going with this? Yeah. Okay. Just like <laughs> so, there's twenty drivers, and there's four weeks of silly season. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, maybe we can take use five drivers an episode and do like a deep dive. Okay. Do we like that idea? That's a lot. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be like a deep, deep dive. Like, I, wh- what do I really have to say fair. about Logan Sargent? Let's be real. Oh my god. And that's no knock on him. I know. I just like, I, I could do some research, but like, yeah, okay. he's a he's a motorsports boy. Grew up in Florida. Likes to fish. <laughs> Does he like to fish? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, right. putting a pin in this. You come know back what? To it. I don't hate that idea. Okay. I do think that's a lot. I don't know how busy your summer is, but I will be starting a new job and moving. Yeah, it's so true. So. Maybe that's on Hannah. I can do some research. Yeah. And just pass this on to Hannah. Yep. But well, uh, my my summer classes will be over by then. <laughs> so I'll be looking for something to do. <laughs> Perfect. So we will come back to this. We need to talk about Red Bull Ring. That is like the whole point of this episode is, is Red track Bull. Track stats. Track stats. Let's Time. just dive into track stats with Hannah. Um, I'm going to do my little quick overview. And then Emma's going to take on the Red Bull Ring history. Because it's just like a different track than we normally see. So um, this week we are racing in Austria. Spielberg specifically. Um, but the track is called the Red Bull Ring. It's also called the Toto Wolf GP in my eyes. Because yeah, we touched on it at the beginning. But it's Toto's home race as well. Mm-hmm. Last year, Charles actually won. The past two years before that, Max won. And the year before that, Lewis won. So... 
there's like a it's not one of those tracks where like the same driver wins every year however max does compete extremely well at this track um and we know that because last year he finished first in quality it was also sprint weekend last year it's going to be one this year as well he finished first in sprint and charles was able to overtake him for the win last year um there were also three dnfs last year who do you remember no Mm-mm. So I don't actually remember how, but um, Carlos, Checo, and Nicholas Latifi, which, yeah. That's whatever. not surprising. Not surprising, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, Carlos and Checo. Yeah. Interesting. So, but I, is, was this a weekend where they had like a thing, Checo and, and Carlos, like where they had a, like an issue? That was in Monaco. Remember? Because during qualifying. Yeah, but like that, they didn't really like crash. Yeah, they did. Well, In no. Monaco, they crashed. No, Sergio spun out and then Carlos spun out. Carlos spun out into him, ruining both their lap times. Are you talking about quali? I'm yeah. talking about quali. I'm talking about quali. Last year. At the begin at the entrance of the, the tunnel. tunnel. Sergio Sergio spun. Spun. Carlos then spun. Into Checo. Yes. Yeah. We're but saying like, the same no, but things. Checo spun out first. He wasn't yeah. going to continue driving. Oh, well, yeah. Remember that that scene where they, they, they their cars are like the exact yeah. same? Checo spun out first and like his, he wasn't going to continue. Yeah. And then Carlos spun out. Okay. I think we're saying the same thing. We are, but like, for some reason, I think you're saying, you're saying that it was Carlos's fault and it's just oh. like not. Well, no, it wasn't Carlos's fault, but Carlos didn't slow down enough. And so I think they could have potentially fixed Checo's car or like. Well, there's such a blind spot yeah, at that area I that I don't even think Carlos It wasn't Carlos's knew. fault. Yeah. Anyways, Checo had to DNF last year because he crashed with George Russell. Oh, and then, yeah. In lap one. Carlos last year. 13 laps left had an engine failure. Wait. What happened with Carlos was his engine gave out, his car caught on fire. I remember, wasn't his car like kind of rolling back down the hill when he was getting out? It was so sad and it was, he was just like, no, 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 not the engine, not the engine. Like it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Because he was so close to overtaking mm-hmm. Max. Yeah. Yeah. He just sat on the edge like of the grass and like the broadcasters say like, just checking on him, like his physical well-being because like clearly mentally he's gone it's also like to restart the race home homeboy can't be sitting there yeah. so like, like they're probably like you have- carlos i'm so sorry like it's totally like a, a difficult situation we get that we're just gonna need you to move <laughs> like you, can you just have your mental breakdown <laughs> in the ferrari garage like, we'd like to restart this race please <laughs> Totally not funny when an engine goes, but no. just the aftermath of it was just pretty funny. Poor guy. <laughs> um, and yes, Sergio and George did indeed have a crash, and Sergio ended up in the gravel, and George got to finish his race. So, um, yeah. But wasn't it a situation where everyone was like, George should have gotten penalized? or I don't know if he actually did get penalized, but everyone was like blaming George. And this was kind of like one of the first races where everyone was like, George is a little shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm making it up and I have a different timeline of George in my head. I mean, looking at at the video of what happened, like the angle I saw is a little bit unclear, but you could make a make an a, argument an argument that it was. It's hard to say whose fault it was. Yeah. We're not the FIA. We're not even gonna try to dive into that. No. An argument could probably made be made for both sides, mm-hmm. but George's race was not ruined and Checo's was. So now that with that being said, George did finish fourth. Hmm. So yeah, I could see if there was an argument from the Red Bull fans that Checo DNF'd and George finished fourth. Um, They'd be pissed. And Lewis finished third. So that's like really big for Mercedes Constructor last year. Yeah. Anyways, 71 laps, 10 turns, two DRS zones. 10 turns. Yeah, that's not a lot of turns. And 
It's a short track. Yeah. Okay. Well, 71 laps. Yeah. Yeah, it is a shorter track. So predictions? Um, Let's not talk about sprint. Let's just talk about the actual race because yeah. the sprint has its own sa- Saturdays for the sprint. Yeah. And so they have their shootout, which Hannah hates because it reminds her of soccer. And it's not soccer. But <laughs> did I say that? Last episode, <laughs> last time there was a sprint, she was like, I don't, a shootout is well, it, you were complaining. You know what? I, it's the wording. Yeah, like, just call it like a sprint quality. Yeah. It's sprint quality is what it Why is. Why do they have to call it a shootout? To make it fun yeah, and exciting. Okay. So we're not, we're not going to dive into the sprint. But if you had to put your predictions on the race. Can we um, <laughs> not put Max in predictions anymore? Like, can we do what Twitter, what that Twitter account has been doing and just like, like we just assume he's going to win. So we just remove him. Sure. So let's, let's do a podium from now on. Second, third, and fourth. Second, third. Well, three. So three drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Either second, third, or fourth, or just like one, two, three, assuming Max, Max is just like out of it. All right. Um, okay. So in that case, I am going to go Lewis. Fernando and Carlos. All right. What do you want? I think I will do Fernando, Lewis, and George. Okay. Yeah. Because Mercedes has been getting better. You know, we've seen their performance, like, improve in the last few races. And I think that this is a track that they both know well. They both can dominate on. And I see see both of them up there. Okay. Totally with you. Will that happen? Who knows? We will see. Other than Lewis, none of those guys have... One. One. Fernando and George? Mm-mm. No, Fernando has never won for sure. George has never also won, but I'm just going to see. Oh, see, they call it Styria. Oh! Huh. There's the Styrian GP and there's the Austrian GP. Oh, that was because of COVID. So when COVID in happened. In 2021. And in 2020, when COVID yes. happened, the Red Bull ring was modified to yes. host two races one of them was called the Austrian Grand Prix, and the other one was called the Styrian Grand Prix. Uh, we so figured it out. The, <laughs> the track was slightly different, but in the same place, so they had to call it a different name. Yeah. That makes more sense okay. now. Hey, I'm like, what? why is there so many names for this race? I I'm, I got it now. COVID. We're good. We can blame COVID. Um, okay, just, yeah, my my hot take was, uh, was hot because <laughs> neither... Fernando or George Carlos have ever podiumed. Anything else for your track stats? We were no. kind of all over the place. No, there. I, yeah, we were super all over the place. Um, no, if you wanted to go on uh, Red Bull Ring history real mm-hmm. quick, that would be the end of track stats. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Um, I'm gonna say Austering, Oster Osterreichring. Well, I put in brackets Osterreichring. It's Austrian, so. I think it's maybe it's German. Like Oosterrichring. Oosterreich ring. Right. Yeah, it's probably right. We don't know. And I'm sorry for all of that just now. <laughs> that was bad. But it was called that ring from 69 to 95. <laughs> that ring. <laughs> that that name that we cannot pronounce. That is what it was called from 1969 to 1995. Uh Nikki Lauda is the only Austrian driver to ever win on this track. Good for him. Snaps for him. Snaps for Nikki. And after 95, actually before 95, there were some issues with that track, a lot of safety concerns. And so it was modified and deemed the A1 ring. Like by the time it was back in like the F1 calendar to 2003, it was called the A1 ring. I think it's like a, a phone company. I don't really know. And it was also shortened from the original, which was like 
5.9 kilometers down to like four something kilometers. So it was shortened, some corners were removed, they made it safer. And then Red Bull owner Dietrich, is that his name? Dietrich? Dietrich. He purchased that land. He purchased the ring and deemed it the Red Bull ring. And then for, I want to say 2004. And then for many years, it kind of sat unused because they, again, had safety concerns. And they were like, is it going to be used for testing? Is it going to be used for like races? What's it going to be? What is it just for Red Bull? And yeah, it took like four years. But after, but in 2008, they decided to completely demolish like the grandstand area, the paddock area. And then they rebuilt it and deemed it the Red Bull ring and petition, not petition, but like, what's the word when you want to join something? Um, because every year at the, every year, these tracks have to like bid to, mm. to have a place. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened is Red Bull ring in 2008 was like, we are ready to race in the next few years, put us on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so in 2011, we saw an F2 race take place there, but it wasn't until 2014 when we actually saw Formula One return to Austria. Ta-da. That's the history of the track. I have something else to say. Sure. Just, uh, I was looking into, because at first I was only looking at the Austrian Grand Prix archives, mm-hmm. but I just was looking at the Styrian GP2. Um, guess who has podiums twice at this track and is not a Mercedes, Red Bull, or... Lando? Yes. No way. Lando has two third place finishes at this ring, so let's just, uh, just like a little like tidbit. Um, let's keep an eye on him. He clearly does well here. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately was wrong. You were wrong? I was wrong. Oh, Hannah was wrong. Yeah. Hannah didn't think Carlos was dating someone. Okay. It seemed a little soon. Well, we don't know when they broke up. Okay. To be fair, we don't, don't know when they broke up. We also know that in long-term relationships, a lot of times people are checked out before the relationship actually ends. So I'm not going to hold any feelings towards Carlos because of this. Carlos has a girlfriend. Her name is Rebecca and she's a model. And I had said she was seen in Monaco and Spain with him. And no one listened to me. I didn't. I'm sorry. And now he's seen, they were both seen yeah. that, you know, like we're talking about the same video. Yeah. They were both seen. It's like, it's just the like same walking. girl. Just yeah. walking. They're um, dating. An interesting fact. Yeah. She used to date Scott Disick. No way. Yeah. And then someone made a TikTok and was like, and you know what happens when a girl used to date Scott Disick? She, next boyfriend... Like, they get married. They get married. Oh my god. Um, Sophia Richie. Sophia Richie and Elliot Grange. And then Courtney and Travis Barker. The one asterisk is currently um Amelia Hamlin, Harry Hamlin and Lisa Renna's daughter. Um, but she's also still only like twenty, so <laughs> she probably won't get married anytime soon. Um uh, but yeah, this wow. is um very interesting and scares me a tad. But she's gorgeous and another I don't think beautiful brunette model. I don't think she's controversial. No. So good for Carlos, happy for him, I guess. Speaking of Carlos, we're going to stay on this for a sec. Okay. I have something to say. I made a TikTok about this. I just didn't post it because I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to find this funny or what. Carlos is all I see on my For You page right now. Is this you two? No. I see. Okay. <laughs> well, it is based on my personal interest, so I suppose that makes sense. Um, Every TikTok I see is either using the smooth operator um, TikTok sound or it's about Carlos or it's like something to do with him. Like his other nickname is Chili. Anyways, I I just have a question for Emma okay. and for the greater track talk community. Do we think, honestly, that in in years to come, Carlos is going to be this great F1 driver and then once he retires, he moves on. Do we think his nickname is going to be the smooth operator? Yeah. Like, we actually think that, like, you know, Fernando is El Plan and Daniel is the honey badger 
And yeah. I don't, like, he's going to be the smooth operator. Makes sense. Like, Carlos, the smooth operator signs. Makes sense. Yeah, 100%. That name has already followed him throughout the last That's few years. That's crazy to me. Why? I just, like, it just popped into my head and I was like, wow, this could actually be, like, his legacy, which yeah. is bizarre. I think that's a it's a weird way to put it, but yeah, you're right. Like I think that he will be known as Carlos the Smooth Operator Signs. Okay, that's all yeah. I had to say. Oh. Um Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know, it's just like such like I actually don't know where El Plan came from, Mm-mm. but um for it to be a nickname based on like a little like overtake slash like singing moment he yeah. had in his car is hilarious to me. Like, are we gonna start calling Lando like it's Friday then? No, like, <laughs> no, I just think like, I mean, because some drivers do have songs associated with them, but I think with Carlos, this one is just like stuck. And then yeah. Ferrari has also like, yeah, held on to it for as long yeah. as they can. And they're still holding on to it. Because like, he was trying to push yeah. the nickname Chili for a while. Yeah, he was. Um, That clearly has not stuck, but mm-hmm. we all love Smooth Operator. So um, yeah, this is my official like stamp of approval. Okay. Slash, like I'm calling this right now his nickname in his legacy, will be the smooth operator. That's fair. I think, actually, you're going to like this then. Carlos is number one on my crush tracker this week. Be- I just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> because everything he has posted in the last, like, three days, he looks so good. Like, it's the black and white photos, the photo of him driving, like, the Ferrari, and it's just, like, a hand shot. And he, like, it's it's a nice shot. And then the video that I posted on our story right before this of him getting into, like, the the ice bath or whatever i'm like he knows what he's doing it is working he is up there number one on my crush wow i know wow i haven't even thought of like i know pierre is also on my crush tracker because of like um fashion week he looked better at one of the events than the other but just him he always gives us content so i like that so he's up there but yeah all i know right now is carlos is number one on my crush tracker wow which has never happened before wow this is groundbreaking this was something I also touched on in my TikTok that is going unposted. Like, it's like everyone just, like, realized how hot Carlos signs is. Yeah. Like, how did you guys not know this? Well, I knew he was always attractive, but, like, I don't know. I just never really... Okay, this is going to sound so mean. Okay. So mean. Sometimes when I look at Carlos, I just feel like he has not a single thought. Just racing. Yeah, no, fully, that sometimes he does have that look. So. I don't know. For Anyways. Carlos, I just never... I was never... I never was, like, attracted to Carlos. Okay. Well, I... Now, to this week, today, I am. You are part of, like, the greater population of F1 fans right now who never knew how hot he was and are now suddenly realizing it because he's single. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not he's single. not single, but, like, he's in a single era, yeah. which is, like, kind of weird if he's seeing this girl. Anyways, good on Carlos. Good on Carlos. He's just having a time right now. Mm-hmm. And now he made Emma like him, which I've been trying to do for whoa, whoa, whoa. four months. Whoa, I still don't like him at Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> That's still an ongoing conversation. But he's number one on the crush tracker, so I think we can consider that a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we can just end it there. Make sure to follow us on social media. Track Talk Pod on TikTok. Track Talk Pod on Instagram. Instagram's weirdly blowing up right now. Yeah. Thank you for that, which is weird. Not- I am a meme. Yeah. We didn't talk about this last week. Oh, yeah. I am fully a meme in yeah. the F1 community. Yep. I don't know how to feel about it. I love it. But I'm here for it, I suppose, <laughs> because it's getting us a lot of followers. So yeah. if I had to give up my dignity uh, it's not even for that. that bad. <laughs> it's not even that bad of a picture, but it is pretty good. Yeah. Um. So follow us on TikTok. Yeah. Follow Take- us on Instagram. Yes. Um. I think after the week that we had, if you guys could send like a nice message to us, that'd be great. <laughs> Hannah's fishing for compliments now. Well, again, like, I really didn't read all that much on yeah. Twitter because I don't really care. 
Um, I read more than I probably should have. Emma did read more than she should have. Um, and I knew she did when she ma- messaged me and said, are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, girl, I'm fine. Like, Well, because here's you? the thing. Because I know you're disconnected from, like, social media in this regards. Yeah. And, like, I'm not. Yeah. And I was looking at it. And, like, as someone who is so involved in social media and I go through her comments regularly to, like, filter them out. Yeah. And I was seeing them and I was like, I can't filter these. Yeah. So I was like, is Hannah seeing these? Yeah. Like, is no, she makes okay? Sense. I was just checking in on you. No, I appreciate I it. Sure I'm good. Okay. Um, But if you guys want to send us some, like, words of encouragement to, like, keep pushing through and, uh, yeah. you know, that's always appreciated, but maybe especially this week. So we will catch you next week. Yeah. Oh, if you, real fast, if you notice, we've kind of been lacking on social media this week. That was kind of on purpose, just because we were like, we don't want to stir the water any, any yeah, more than we already totally have. Fair. But also, Hannah was working on stop, and I was away. So we kind of had a little bit of a... Also, like, half of the clips that you had pulled from last week's podcast to put on TikTok, they had to do with Oscar. Yeah. And after oh, the yeah. one Oscar one blew up in the wrong way, we were like, well, we're not posting anything else about Oscar, because I ain't giving these people a platform. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was like, I'm very limited on what I can post, and the ones I did post did good. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to worry about this anymore. Nope. Very good. But we will, we will, you will see us back on social media a little bit more, hopefully this coming week, because we do love interacting with you guys. And we do read your messages just from people from all over the world, just being like, hey, love your podcast. Like, you guys are great. Like, that warms our heart. Like, you don't understand how meaningful that is. That, like, one line, just knowing where you're from and telling us that you're listening, it blows my mind. We had someone, I sent it to you, a friend Mm -hmm. of mine who lives in LA had texted me and she was like hey my friend was talking about this podcast and pulled up videos about these two girls talking about f1 and i looked at the video and realized it was you and i was like holy shit people are talking about us like that's just that blows my mind that's kind of weird for me to think about but you know what we do have a little community and i love it and i love all of you and thank you for listening